Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Shrink Think Podcast. We've got another panel of guests today doing, again, the dirty work for us. <laughs> Nathan and I came up with all the subjects and topics we did not want to talk about <laughs> to get in trouble and feed them to other people. So they're here to do our dirty work for us. We're going to be talking about the things you wish your clients would stop doing, or if you're a client, things maybe your, your therapist is thinking, I wish you would stop doing that. It's a difficult conversation. It's a difficult topic, but it's also really important because as you know, we want to help you to maximize your therapy experience. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the therapy room and between clients and therapists that needs to be talked about that often does not get talked about. And so that's why we're here. So we've got a couple of amazing therapists to um, shine the light for us. And so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, Lori, let's start with you. Hi, well, thanks first off for having me. My name is Lori Grow, and I am co-owner at Shoreside Therapies, uh, which is located in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, which is a really beautiful area right next to the lake. We specialize in all sorts of different things at Shoreside, OCD, relationships, executive coaching, uh, anxiety, depression, across the board. Um, so one thing about me that I think my clients really appreciate to know is that I've been in uh, my current relationship for almost 20 years and I have four kids. So I'm experiencing a lot of the same things <laughs> they are all experiencing as well. So I think that helps to know that, that I'm not living this like 100% perfect lifestyle constantly. Um, I'm juggling a lot and I love it. Okay, Cindy, how about you? Hi, my name is Cindy Brock. I am a licensed therapist. I have a private practice named Grace Family Counseling, and uh, it is located in Temecula, California. So we're south of LA and north of San Diego in a really beautiful spot of, of Southern California. And my practice, uh, we see all different types of clients, um, all different ages. We really uh, see a lot of kids and also adults and uh, couples and marriage counseling. Uh, for me, I specialize in trauma therapy. So I'm an EMDR therapist and I see a lot of clients that are coming in with a trauma background. And so something uh, about me, is I have uh, experience. I, I did some of my own EMDR therapy years ago. And so that has really been a neat thing when I work with clients. I can I can really join with them in helping them understand like this new experience that I get it. I, I know how this works on the other side. So that has, that has been a neat experience for working with clients. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is great. Both of you ladies have got perfect lives and know how to do everything exactly right. And so, and so now everybody's going to be helped, now, obviously being facetious, but it's funny because there actually are a lot of clients that think that. So um, regularly, the comments coming in, they'll be like, well, I know that you don't struggle with this, but I was just wondering, and if you, 
And somehow if they find out that you've done something wrong or something, it's like all of your magic melts away, you know, and I like to keep the magic. It's like (laughs) mom and dad are no longer Superman and Superwoman. It's like, oh, you're a human being also. Like when you see your teacher in the in the grocery store, what are you doing here? You live at school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So let's get started. What are some of the the things that you think of or that you see most often um, or maybe the the things that are most egregious uh, that are getting in the way of people in their growth process in therapy? What do you wish people would stop doing or saying? Hmm. Well, for me, um, I work a lot with relationships um, individually. Uh, people come in to see me if they're having struggles with family members or significant others um, or even friends or colleagues. And probably the number one thing uh, that keeps clients stuck when, that, when we're talking about relationships is that the hope that the other person's going to change first. Um, And that can be really, really challenging. And don't get me wrong, I do love to listen to all of the parts of the story. I want to hear what's upsetting that person. I want to hear, you know, what's triggering that person. But where it starts to get in the way is when, um, for instance, a client could come in and say, well, you know, I'd be so much nicer if my significant other would stop criticizing me. Or I'd be a much happier person if I had sex more or, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. Um, the problem obviously with that is that you don't have any power in that dynamic in that scenario. So why, Um, why is that so unhelpful? And and you're right. I think we see people coming in all the time and they'll be talking about the situation, this other person, this other person, this other person, you know, we're thinking in our heads, okay, like I've got a pretty decent view of the situation, but okay, client, what about you? Like, why is that so, uh, I guess, unhelpful or unproductive for them to be focused so much on this other person in your therapy with you? Well, the first thing I think is goes back to that power piece of it limits really your control. And you've really, when you're in that space, most people feel pretty helpless and hopeless and like they can't do anything. Um, that's a common response when I hear, you know, my partner is doing X, Y, and Z, and I can't get them to stop, uh, is that idea of no matter what I try, they are still doing the same thing. And so you almost have to zoom out a bit to see the relationship a little bit differently. Um, sometimes I describe like thinking of your relationship as a garden, meaning you can sometimes do all the right things and those peas still aren't growing. Um, I think it helps to let someone know that there's a lot of different things you're going to have to do simultaneously. And then there still is the, that possibility that they're not going to make that change. Um, but why, you know, why that gets them stuck is again, it goes back to not having control. Um, that you can't change someone else. There's no way to change someone else. You can influence, but you can't really change someone else. Um, So it's like a dead end. There's nowhere to go after that. Right. I think of it like you're really only needing to be personally responsible for yourself. And if you're all of, all of what you're doing is trying to, (laughs) trying to learn how to change your environment by changing the other people. So you're okay. It probably means you need to work on learning how to be okay first and then look at your environment. 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's where it starts. That's when somebody really understands that. Um, that's when the changes start happening. We can cognitively understand that, but when we're in those moments, it's that other person. You know, it's much easier to see outward than to see inward. Um, but you're you're right, hundred percent. If they're working on how do they become either okay with what's happening, or they have to make changes within themselves to see how that feels. So Colleen, what are your thoughts about what might, or excuse me, sorry, not Colleen. We've had a few was, interviews today. That was earlier. <laughs> hey, it starts with a C. What's wrong with Close that? Close enough. Yeah. Right. What are your thoughts, Cindy? Yes. Well, I, I think that absolutely what Lori is saying is, is something that I see too, is taking that, that personal responsibility of what the client has control over themselves and what is outside of their control. That's a huge, uh, a, a huge part that comes into, into the sessions a lot. So uh, I think what Lori's bringing up is very relevant for, for all clients really. Is there anything that to you specifically that kind of like, I don't, I don't really want to use the word annoys, but like, just kind of was like, man, I wish they would stop doing this. Yes. One thing that comes to mind for me that I experience with clients is clients trying to be the good client. So they come in and they want to be the star client where they make progress every single week and, <laughs> and they and when I ask them you know when I check in about okay how are we doing are we are we making some progress for you are you are things getting better in this particular area that we've been working on they want to say yes even if they're not feeling like they are making that progress and that just hurts them that does not help them in the end uh it's it's all about them getting to the place that they want to be it's not about them getting to the place that I want them to be or for them performing for me in, in, in their life and their, in their therapy process and their journey. And so sometimes I, I see that in clients where they just want to tell me the right answers. They want to tell me, yeah, I am getting better. I, I am less depressed. I, I am less, less, less anxious when maybe that's not happening or maybe they, they're really doing great. And then they have a low point of things happening and they're afraid to, to be authentic and say, yeah, things have gotten a little worse for me lately. And so being trying to be that good client, like just be authentic, be you. If things aren't working well in therapy, tell me, let's figure that out. Let's not just keep pretending uh, because that's a waste of everybody's time. So, so taking away that good client um, and just be authentic, that, that's a big thing uh, that I see a lot with a lot of clients of all ages. It's so funny. I wish you listeners could see as soon as you said the good client, all four of us were on video here and we're like nodding to each other. Yes, yes. It's not that it's so much like it's annoying or frustrating. It's more like, okay, let's, yes, great. That So you did that well. That's awesome. I mean, we're proud of you, but it's also like you're here not because everything is going so well or not because you have all the right answers, but you're here because you need to and you want to explore some of those more vulnerable areas. And it's interesting, Cindy, when you were talking, as you were framing it, you were like, uh, giving the right answers to perform for me. I, it's interesting to me as a therapist, if I was a client and I heard a therapist say, Hey, you don't need to perform for me. I would be like, I'm not performing for you, but I wonder if that's a little bit of what's going on. Like, I want to, I want you to be proud of me. I want you to be pleased with me. I want your acceptance as a therapist. I want you to think positively of me. 
because maybe if I expose something that's not the good client, what are you going to think of me? It, I mean, what do you think is going on with that whole situation? And Laura, you can jump in later as well. Yes, that's a great point that you're making. I think there is a lot that a client is thinking about that they they want to they want that acceptance and they want to know that they whatever's happening in their life that they're okay and that they're doing a good job and they might be not getting that in other areas of their life and so they come into counseling and they they have this they they really want to get that reassurance that they're doing okay that that they're okay just as they are and and so they're looking for that from from their therapist from their counselor and when you're so how that comes into play, I think, in working with clients is being able to show them that, hey, I'm not here to, as a therapist. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to uh, tell you how you should be living your life. I don't have this idea of what your perfect life should be. This is about you and what you want in your life. And I'm here to, to journey that with you and help you with that. And And I think when a client does let go of that good client concepts, and they are really authentic, there's some powerful healing and work that can be done for the client because they're able to go to those places that and talk about those things that maybe they're afraid to talk about um, and have that vulnerability. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to point out, um, Cindy, I, from the other side of things, that would be something I could see myself doing like in a session or, you know, even in class, I used to be kind of the, the one that's like, Oh, uh, teacher, would you like an apple? And this is so, <laughs> so brilliant. And I love everything you're saying. And that, that is definitely something that comes up for me. So I can tell you a little bit for me, it is about like, you know, you're doing a good job, like just kind of wanting to hear that. I think that that's, that's where that's coming from of, of just, Hey, you're working hard. So I think that there's something about that, but I also agree like the acceptance part is huge and knowing like that actually it's the rough stuff that that's so beautiful and wonderful and what everybody wants to see, you know, they, they don't care about how shiny you are. They want to hear about the difficulties and as therapists, we, we need to hear about it in order to help. I love that you shared that because it really is getting down to something that's even more vulnerable that you said, Lori, that I think a lot of people probably have difficulty is just coming out and asking, Hey, I think I need some encouragement. Maybe, maybe I'm not struggling. Maybe I'm just going through and I'm doing my best and I am growing, but can you just encourage me? Can you just reflect that back to me and tell me that I am doing a good job? If you think that that's true, that's actually a vulnerable ask. So that's a really helpful. I think tool for if this, if you're a listener and you can identify with that to, to convert from like, okay, put on the good client to like, Hey, I think I just need some encouragement. Of course, we love to give encouragement. We love to reflect back the progress that you're making and what we see you doing well, because we want you to know how you are seen and how you actually are for the, the goodness that you have and, you know, the greatness that you're accomplishing. I'm wondering if there are any other things, um, we've got five minutes or so left, any other ideas of things that you wish people would stop doing? 
And if you don't, I have one. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I have my scroll. I have a scroll. No. Um. <laughs> you need to like frame that and put it on the wall. <laughs> Thou shalt not do these things in therapy. <laughs> um, one of the things I'm noticing more recently is, um, and I'm not trying to come down on social media, but I've I've definitely noticed um, a lot of my clients getting information for mental health through various social medias like TikTok and it's exciting, right? The information they're giving is very exciting and empowering. And that part I love. Um, what gets in the way though, is that sometimes a client will come in and they'll say, you know, I've, I've been reading all these books and seeing all these things on TikTok and, and Instagram about, you know, boundaries, 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 and I just need to set more boundaries up in my life. Well, then as I'm starting to talk with them a little bit more, it's actually the opposite. You know, it's actually that the that the movement would need to be more flexible. Um, so I do think that that's one thing I see, and it can be frustrating to to kind of pop that bubble of that's actually not what you need. You know, <laughs> it sounds great and it feels good, um, but it might not actually be what's going to help you. Right. It's that idea that people are kind of hearing what they want to hear. They feel validated and then they assume, oh, that's right. I do that. I have to do that a hundred more times. That's my problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think that really gets to the idea of this flexible way of operating, flexible belief system, flexible way of being that we're trying to help people to, to get to. And what you're talking about is when you have too much rigidity, rigid in your thinking, rigid in your being, like, I need to be this way all the time or whatever. It's like, no, 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 let's look at the balance of that. Uh, just kind of in conjunction with that, I was thinking even what you're talking about, Lori, is being open to feedback. I think sometimes, is that where you're going to say, Nathan? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yes, yes, that one too. <laughs> yes, be open to my feedback, Aaron. <laughs> well, it's because it's your, we're in a relationship here and we're trying to reflect some things back to you, you know, if. If you're a client and you're listening and you're just talking, talking, and you're just sharing and you're not really getting the feedback from the therapist, you're, you're not getting the most out of it because you're not seeing yourself from somebody else's viewpoint or you're not getting information about how you might come across to people that might be really helpful. That's unintentional, um, but that might help you to be able to receive, okay, maybe you don't need to set more boundaries. Maybe you actually need to like loosen them up a bit here. So getting that feedback, I think, is, is really important. Yeah. Yep. That information is just, it's one way. So there's not really anyone coming in to, to help give you that feedback when you're, I mean, I love self-help books and I, and I love all that information. I think it's really incredible. Um, people have access to it. Uh, but that is something to bring to therapy of like, oh yeah, I read, I read this book. Does this apply to me? What do you, what are your thoughts? And then running through that together um, versus like, this is my assumption. This is what I heard. And this sounds great to me. So I'm going to push forward. Yeah. And shameless plug here. We literally just recorded an episode on self-help and therapy. I think it's like 61, maybe I'm not sure something like that, but Cindy, <laughs> what, are, what are your, what are your thoughts on maybe this subject or something else that's maybe bothering you in therapy? So one other thing I was thinking about that happens is when the client is walking out the door and they say, 
oh, by the way, and they tell you this really important thing that you should have <laughs> yeah. started the session with, not ended. <laughs> yes. And now the door is open and there's no more time to talk about it. And as a therapist, you're like, oh man, okay, we got to wait till next session. So if you're the client, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I have something I'm going to say, but I have to work up the whole session to get the courage and I'm going to say it right on the way out the door. Ask yourself, is that going to help me to say it right on my way out the door? Why am I waiting to the end? What could I do to start the session off with that? And even tell your therapist, like, hey, I got something I want to say, but I don't even know if I want to say it today. I kind of want to wait till I'm walking out the door and say it, like, just kind of last minute as we're saying goodbye. And talk about that with, with your therapist, because uh, I understand why why people might might drop those bombshells on the way out the door, but it's not going to help it's not going to help you because you're going to walk out the door and you're not going to have the chance to process anything of what you just said. It's just kind of, it's left there. So that, that would be my encouragement um, uh, to, for clients is uh, to start the session with, Hey, I've got something I want to say, and I don't know how to go there. That is so true. Wait, I kind of nicknamed it door handle therapy. And uh, I had a client I approached one time. It's, she walked on the way out the door. She goes, well, I may have thyroid cancer. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Um, and then we had a brief thing. And I'm like, well, you got to go. And so the next time I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to start this out. So I confront it. We start it. She talks a little about it. And, then, and I say, like, let's not do the five minute thing. So we're leaving out the door again. She goes, well, you're not going to like this. <laughs> but my son um, may lose his leg because, <laughs> because no joke. Like, I'm like, there's no way this is happening. She goes, I'm not, I'm actually not kidding. I'm, she goes, I just don't know how to bring this stuff up. So yeah, you're so right. You, well, if you want to talk about it and you need help with it, you actually do have to bring it up. I mean, so on that side, what do you really think as a client, we're not going to bring that up as therapist the next week because, because you're not going to get out of jail free card on it. Like, Yeah. And, and also I would say it's really for you, the listener, it's depriving you of the opportunity to get the kind of response that whatever you're saying really needs and deserves. We're not really able to give it the attention, the care, the, the thorough, you know, whatever addressing that it really needs. So you're also kind of depriving yourself of that in, at the same time. And I know that's not your intention, but just recognizing that that might also hurt that you might feel like, oh, I dropped this bomb and they were just kind of ushering me out the door. Well, if you want more attention, you're going to have to give it more attention. Yeah. And as we just close this up, I hope as you've been listening, you feel respected. I mean, we've got, we've got an, an opportunity here for, for, for therapists to say, Hey, this is what kind of bothers us. But the reason why is because we're ultimately trying to help you. And it has nothing to do with like some annoyances that we just don't like you. It's actually that we do. And maybe you won't let us. So um, we really thank you for coming in, Cindy and Lori, and we hope all of you out there have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course nine ways to overcome fear and self-doubt and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life thanks again for listening 